going on, good people? We are your favorite friendly neighborhood Casa Negroes. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And we're here for another episode of your favorite podcast, the GXR Podcast, where we talk about all the things, but particularly yep. we talk about the perils, the mm-hmm. praises, the productivity, and the pumping circumstance of being black millennials trying to figure this thing called life out. Brian! Yes. Como estas? Uh, BNE2. Oh, it's all. Oh. Uh, como <laughs> se negro? Be bear. Uh, we know it's a great Deca, day to be black. It's a great Trabajo. day to be black. Just say it in English. Just say it in English. It's, it's always a great day to be black. There we go. <laughs> there we go. The beer in la casa. Uh, What's going on, brother? Look like look. You got your office back together. It I looks do. All look at fancy and good. You you to redecorate it. I you did. reposition I, and repurpose. I did. I re- it's been a revival. Things. I did. I know. Um, because <laughs> you know we're in the we're in the digital age. We're in the age of Zoom, and I do a lot of my job on Zoom. So you got want to make sure you have a nice background. So I mm. wanted to put my desk where it's out of the way, <laughs> but I have a really good background. Well, what's up? I don't know why when you said that immediately all I thought about was Titty Ben Dry. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> titty, titty Ben Titty Ben Dry. You why I need to say titty. that. Then why I no, need no, to say that. No, no, it was Leandra Johnson. Let's go find yeah. it. Let's go <laughs> find it. Let's go find it. I don't, Brian, I don't know, but that thing just slapped my brain when you were talking about your Zoom background. Titty titty ben ben Can you find that? <laughs> Is that even a, a sound bite somewhere? It got it. Stop. Got suck. It. Oh, here go. Here go. Here go. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me rewind it. I got to get it. I got to get it. Hold on. I got to get it. Uh, that's a short. Oh, here it goes. Hold on. Bro, I turn this off. <laughs> I even I really like randomly that thing just slapped me. I don't know where it came from. But the most random things I said in church. Oh, stop sucking my titty. Oh, did you know why Nita's prayer institute is in Atlanta for seven weeks? And oh. people gonna have to come and then she's she said she ain't offering it virtually because she you gonna get mantled with a prayer shawl. Oh so she can't right. mantle you virtually. Bro, I'm gonna need to put our money together and see we can go every. I go one day, you go one day. Let's <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Remember her and the bishop got to fight in the parking lot. No, I'm not doing that. We're not. We're not talking church gossip <laughs> like that. I'm not doing that with you. I'm not doing that with you. What's been going on? You, been, you been, did you listen to Harry Lennox album? I'm a school right on past it. Nope. Hey, it's not what this show is gonna turn into. <laughs> did, did you listen to Harry Lennox album? I did. It's a it's a great it's a great body not, of work. We not, not Brian. You are messy. <laughs> what a time to be alive, Atlanta. We, I was Atlanta is a wild. City. Atlanta went through some church things. Cool. Okay, Ari Lennox, age, sex, location. Um, uh, great piece of work, man. She did not fail. You can actually just press play mm-hmm. and just get it, man. She talked the talk. Uh, she was vulnerable. It was sexual. It was seductive. It was soulful. Um, all the things, man. Great, great piece of work. Great piece of work. What do you think about favorite it? song so far? Um, let me pull it up. You know, I'm not good with you know the lyrics and stuff and the names. Of the song. I can tell you mine. 
waste my time because I got time to waste. <clears throat> it was so good. She was actually on Jimmy Kimmel last night and performed that. Oh, and um, mine was Boy Bye. Boy Bye is my number two. Her and Lucky Day's chemistry on there was so. But that asex location mean mug Boy Bye gives me very much um, cuff it energy, break my soul. Like the the transitions are kind of seamless and they just flow. And I'm, I, I really feel like we're, I really feel like we're in a season where artists are giving us art and work that like it's good stuff. But I feel like they're like, man, if you get the radio, this is what speaks to me. Yes, and, and I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little step further. Okay, I feel like we're shifting back to the album era where mm. people say I'm gonna make an album, like singles, whatever. Like I don't think Beyonce when she made Renaissance said what what singles can I make? Can mm-hmm. I make a bunch of singles and put it together? So to your earlier point, I feel like what speaks to me, what do I like, what do I mm-hmm. care about? But on top of that. It's going to be a whole body of work. Transitions yes. going to be mm-hmm. seamless. The song's going to make sense. And Ari definitely did that. And then another point I want to make, Diddy, uh, you said that that R&B is dead. And we've been getting R&B gems after R&B gems. After R&B gems. And songs on these albums, got Ari Lennox and Summer Walker. They're, they're keeping R&B alive. Yes. Ari oh Lennox my God. and Chloe. Does that Summer Walker collab? I didn't even. I had to re-listen and be like, "Is because when I was listening to it, I was like, who is this?' Because Summer sang her face off on that dang old song. Yes, I was like, who is this?' And when I looked, when I clicked it, bro, I was like, that's freaking weirdo Summer Walker. But <laughs> but it's so yeah. good. It's and you good. know, Chloe's Army nasty. But that, so that leak it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I Nigga, love I almost it. had to like, change my draw. You know, Listen, um, I, I was high and lifted up. Listen to the whole album. You know, I ain't gonna, you know, I ain't gonna hold you. Um, I, but I enjoy preacher and all. I enjoy like sex music. I ain't gonna hold you. Like mm-hmm. you give me the tanks. You give me the the. You know, tell me what you gonna do. I'm sick of you tanks. give me Ari Lennox. You give me Ari and Jasmine Sullivan. Sit on it. Spit on like all that stuff. Like I enjoy like the talk. What? Speaking of spitting on it, you gonna get that Golf Golf three thousand machine? <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna get that. Oh, okay. <laughs> they gonna break my soul. You ain't gonna break my soul. All right, they gonna break my soul. I might repair it. <laughs> <laughs> that Golf Golf three thousand. Listen, I've been in Indiana all week. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I might need to. I be I be on the road all the time. Listen, who knows? You want to get your lesson? You want to be smart school? You want your man to stay faithful? Get him a Golf Golf three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a through Give him, and, and, and make sure when you buy, make sure you buy with some lube, so that man can do what he need to do. Listen, that, that Reverend, I saw that thing on the Instagram floating around. I said, "Now that looks like an experience." <laughs> Listen, light some, light some candles. Listen, well, put a, put a record Thomas on. Here. <laughs> Marcus Thomas, <laughs> the man of God. I'm gonna set the mood. You know. Man, man, who who gonna love me like me? That man, man of God, takes self care to a brand new. That man of God, take loving himself to another level. That nigga need to write a book, right? The pleasure of me. Man of God, pleasure God, P ain't like got candles. nothing on Marcus T. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing. Marcus I don't T. I know the man of God listen to the podcast, so you know he probably won't hear this. He probably won't, know. but he need to come out with the with the male version of Oops. <laughs> 
Ooh. That nigga, that nigga's always in the mirror. <laughs> Tell you Ooh, what I did last night. <laughs> I got home, <laughs> leaving the uh, the Queensbridge Children's Project. <laughs> nigga stressed out. <laughs> Go home, <laughs> lay on that bed. <laughs> About a quarter to three. <laughs> Marcus Thorne probably. That nigga probably got a big feather. <laughs> <laughs> he tickling himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's our brother, and we love him. We just joke it. We just joke We do. Oh. <laughs> All right. Ooh, uh, <laughs> my head, caressing my head. Oh, my. Some kind of nut in my eyes. What? Oh my. <laughs> Song of the week. Song of the week. Brian, y'all think I be the wild one? It is, it is Brian Allen Hare. All right. So, duality at its finest. <laughs> Oh my god. Duality at his Duality at his I know this nigga um, just to say nut in my eye for the taking us to church. I feel like this was about to happen. <laughs> Go ahead. Duality at his finest. Um so for those of you who may, who may or may not know. I just thought the song. Just okay. the song. Here it goes. <laughs> We got to repair right now. (laughs) Okay. 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 So, for those that don't know, you should know. Um, Our, my good friend, fellow Mm -hmm. Costa Negro here on this podcast, he is turning. Hold on real quick. Hold on real quick, because I feel like before we proceed, we need... We need the lower. Wait a minute. I need. We need. There's a. Wait a minute. There's an altar appeal on here somewhere, and we need it. If it see the, see the devil is trying to get all even in my phone. He don't want us to come and be saved. What has happened? Jesus, this is a trigger of the enemy. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. So those that do not know, uh, it is uh, our my fellow Costa Negro and partner in the podcast, Joshua J. Rogers, um, the first birthday this uh, Friday. So by the time you're listening to the podcast, it's the next day. So please send him some cash apps. Um, his cash app is dollar sign JJR eighty nine. But if you want to. Yeah, uh, send him some gifts, some love, some love tokens. Um, he's turning 33, so Damn. that is the year that our savior died. Oh, Shama, they say it's my like, Jesus year. This is Jesus year, so he wanted to be like Jesus. So that was the connection to that. The other song I had, um, uh, our other song, which makes sense based off the time that we were recording, okay. is this. We just talked about this last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. We did. And why, why is it important? Chasing 
I think he was right, Brian. That sounds like drugs. Yeah, that's what they were chasing the clouds and all that kind of stuff. Our hearts were singing, and the key that our soul was ringing. Yeah, that was that was sex and orgies. Yeah, like drugs and. Can I play a song in tribute to myself? What is that? Can I play a song in tribute to myself for my birthday? Because y'all know I'm a little church boy, as ratchet as I am. So. This is what I want. I don't want that regular stuff. <laughs> this is so good to me. It is. <laughs> All right. Let's be Chase Williams and Shabbat. That song, Shabak, Hallelujah, the Rock, praise the Lord, Shabak, Hallelujah, the Healer, me see, Leo, and me to dance, dance, dance. All right, okay. Those are the songs. Okay. Uh, those are the songs of the week. Uh, uh-huh. We gonna we gonna have two songs, I guess. I suppose. All right. Three songs. I don't well, know. well. With that being said, this has been an intro. With that what, being said, what intro. With that being said, understood and accepted. Brian, you ready to get into the the blessed report? Talk about some black excellence. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. All right, we are here at the Blessed Report. We shout out black folks doing great black things. As you know, we do black stuff and make black history every single day. So if you know anybody that's doing something great, doing something great that we want to shout out, that you want us to give a bless up to, let us know. Shoot the Mm. page or profile, whatever, to the DM. If it's maybe you, you let us know. We'll look at it. If it's if you're doing something great, if it's listen, if it's mediocre, we don't want it. We want nigga excellence. We do. We do. Um, please. Um, and we'll shout you out. Um, so this week we have on the bless up, we have Houston White, uh, Camden brand, uh, founder, CEO, Houston White. So the Houston White brand of apparel, accessories, and gathering spaces was born to bring people of all identities, races, cultures, backgrounds, and neighborhoods together. We'll bring them together. I already said together. Um, they basically said they're here to foster a community of people who want to strengthen a cultural collision who recognize that their differences make us dope, right? Make themselves dope. They're united in the pursuit of living at the highest good with style, swagger, and heart. The founder from, uh, I think, Ash's hometown, from Minnesota, right? Okay. Yep. Ash from Minnesota. He started entrepreneuring and hustling at a young age. Uh, he is dedicated to investing and creating a better world, particularly in black communities, which is always a plus on this, this, this podcast here, uh, and regularly collaborates with local government officials and business leaders to increase racial equality and equity in his community. You can actually see, um, his new line. Uh, he did a collaboration with one of our favorite stores here, Target. Target. Um, so you can actually go to Target at the nearest Tarja, you can see that he has a collection there. It's entitled Houston White, right? Houston White. 
check it out. Or if you don't want to go to Target, you can go online, HoustonWhite.co. That's HoustonWhite.co. And you can check out, learn more about him, learn more about his journey, and go out there and support the brand, Houston White. Uh, we do love black folks doing great black things. We do love Target. We love fashion. And as our friend Christopher Moore said, fashion plus black folks plus Target. It just, you know, screams um, bless up, but also screams the Jigsaw podcast. So shout out, bless up to Houston White and your brand. Uh, big ups to Target, who's always, 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 always the black community, doing yeah. things to the black community. <clears throat> shout out also to Jackie Greentop Gibson and, and um, she's friend of the podcast, friend of her life. So we always got to shout her out. She's in Target as well. So Kiara's in Target. She was just on the show last week. Yeah, Kiara's in Target. So we we bring, it seems like Target, I, I felt like Target needs a podcast spark, uh, uh, partner. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We also had the brother, um, was it Mary or he worked at Target? At, uh, who worked at Target at one point? Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Not him? Not him. But Gerard when Black and Bold is also Yeah, in Black Target. and Bold. Yeah. <laughs> who do we need to talk to at Target to get a, 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 a little sponsorship? Listen, hey Anything. Target, bullseye. Hey Target, listen, fifteen. Give us fifteen percent off. I'll take the, I'll take a discount. Shoot for the stars. Fifty. Target's expensive. Yeah. It is. I, I could, and, I, and you go into Target and just buy stuff. Bro, I went in there the other day and like no, no one. I only had a few things. Eighty nine dollars. Listen, <laughs> it just adds up. I'm just like what? Like how did I get here? Yeah, I go to Target. But I'm gonna stick beside them. I'm gonna stick beside Target. Target is clean. Listen, I ain't gotta do that Walmart stuff. You don't. Now I still will patronize Walmart every now and then, but my preference. Yeah, I go to Walmart if like if there's no Targets in the area and I really need to get something real quick. Mm -hmm. You can rely on Walmart for it. And you know what's interesting about the difference between Walmart and Target is that they don't carry the same um, like scents and stuff of Dove Men care. Really? So I have to go to Walmart to get my deodorant. Oh. hmm Like, I don't know why. Like, they put certain scents in Target and certain ones in Walmart. And I'm like, the ones that I prefer is in. At the Walmart. Interesting. I know. Because I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm going to go to Target. And it's like, we ain't got it, fam. No. Um, but that's what's up. So shout out to um, Houston White. Houston White. Two last names. Um. <laughs> And the great work that he's doing to uplift the black community through fashion. Bless up yep. to you. Bless up. Bless All up, right. Bless up. Uh, I didn't see my on the rest of the report, Josh, so you know what that means. God stayed the hand of death. He did. Yes, he did. Nobody went up yonder. Everybody yeah, stayed down here in the, the hell hole that is earth. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you ready to bunny hop on right. over to the billboard? Let's do it. Let's bunny hop on over. Well... I guess this is some good news, depending on how you want to look at it. Lawsuit was dismissed for Tiffany Haddish and Aries Spears. We don't really care about Aries Spears. Um, comedians ha- uh, Haddish and Spears were at the center of a lawsuit alleging sexual misconduct and molestation toward child actors they work with during a skit uh, for Funny or Die. The children alleged they were groomed and later molested by Spears and Haddish. Later, a video of the skit was released, and it was not just not a good look. It was a terrible look. Mm-hmm. Um, for the two and it sent social media and the world ablaze recently the lawsuit however was dismissed um, according to Haddish though she said damage has been done she said she lost everything all of her everything. gigs are gone everything is gone well you know I'm not here to say I think me and Brian have talked about this before everybody mm-hmm. deserves grace 
Yep. But I think there should have been a level of intelligence around the, the the work that you were doing, particularly in the type of skit that you were trying to portray yep. with children. Yep. It just shouldn't happen. Um, we've seen so many times on like SNL and Mad TV and other sketch variety shows that adults have played children to get certain points across. Mm-hmm. Why could it not have been that very, while that still may have been a little uncomfortable to watch, mm-hmm. like why couldn't Tiffany play the child or Aries right. play the child or you got some yep. other comedian friends to play the child to prove the point. You didn't have to actually get children. Yep. to do that that was mm-hmm. it was beyond weird it was just wrong and that's why they were going through what they were going through yep like and, and, to, and to that point I, I just like i enjoy seeing kids on camera cuss like it's funny to me but, if it was something like that but, then you like, know i'd be like whatever but anything sexual sexual though fam like i don't even like like i don't even i, don't, I get low-key uncomfortable when like in the shy when them little 14 year olds be trying to have stuff like we ain't gotta see that yeah and, and, and I don't, even in some cases those people like they're like adults like I heard like I want to watch Euphoria right I, I heard great things about it mm-hmm. but it even tripped me out the fact that like it's based at a high school granted all the actors and actresses are 25 26 they're mm-hmm. of age well grown mm-hmm. but it's the idea of watching a TV show we said in high school with sex scenes kind of just feels weird um, so I just to, to the earlier point, I, I just feel like you could Tiffany could have put on some pigtails and yep. you know pretended like she was a kid and we would have understood. It's kind of like understood. a person, like a white person playing like Malcolm X, but don't gotta do blackface. We yes. would get it. We, we would, would get, get it. the point. We would get the point if it was a sketch. And my, and going back to your point about euphoria, I think why that type of stuff and like even like the shine and these other shows are more palatable, because one, we know they grown. And then mm-hmm. I think on the flip side, we also know high school students have sex. So okay. it's not like it's right, not, right. you know, it's not like it's not reality. But at the same time, you're talking about consenting adults, right, mm-hmm. who are portraying right. these children, which mm-hmm. doesn't, you know what I'm saying? But then you're still talking about 16, 17 year old. But as as much as I don't ever have to ever see a 16 year old, you know, be involved with anybody sexually. What is what is the common thread in everything we just described was that these were 16-year-olds and 16-year-olds. It wasn't this mm-hmm. 30-year-old somebody, 40-year-old somebody, and this 10-year-old right, and 11-year-old right. trying to prove a point about weird stuff that's happening. So yeah. anyway, like unfortunately, and I like like Tiffany has always been outlandish to me in like her mm-hmm. comedy, but I like have, you know, on a very general level enjoyed her. So it's unfortunate that her career probably, you know, in some media ways may not recover. Yeah, um, it's tough from she this. Was, yeah, looks yeah. like as we can see, like with the Chris Browns of the world. Unfortunately, I'm not uh, abusing women is not is not excusable. But there are some things that people can come back from. Mm-hmm. There are other things that people can't, and we're seeing that with the man from Chicago. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that with the man who starred, who was a Huxtable, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there are just certain things that are just I don't want to say unforgivable because I'm not God. But there are certain things in the in the opinion of the of the public that is pretty unforgivable, um, and a lot of brands. And I think that's like, and that's the other thing. Like some of these brands be trying to play that good conscious stuff. They don't really care. Right. They just yeah. they don't want to be associated mm-hmm. with what you're going through. So therefore, they don't stand with you. So um, sucks for Tiffany, sucks for Aries. But I really feel like in that particular situation. 
Yeah. Man, y'all should just know better, man. So that's just yeah. one of the Especially things. Especially Aries. Like, because he came from sketch comedy. Yeah, he's been in the business too long. Right, and you know how many times in those sketch comedy skits, like me and you described, where there were like child-like situations where people played yep. a child? You know yep. what I'm saying? So like, yep. anyway. Anyway, um, let's talk about something that we can all relate to and all love, and that's Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce yeah. is a Hall of Famer. Beyonce has been inducted into the 2023 Guinness World Records Hall of Fame. According to the Office of Guinness website, the singer has 20 record titles to her name, including Best Selling Song in Spain, Most Grammy Awards Won by a Vocalist, the Most Grammy Nominations for a Female Artist, the Most Grammy Awards Won by a Female Artist, and the most Grammy Awards won by um won by female arts as well. Um, the Queen has more than a dozen um entries in this year's book, including the first act to debut as number one with their first six studio albums and the highest annual earnings for a female singer. Shout out to Beyonce. None of that surprises me. Beyonce is the Queen mm-hmm. for a reason. Um, yep. and as much as people don't like to give her flowers, I don't think Beyonce ain't overhyped. She's consistently good. Yep. Yep, she may have one or two things that we like, uh, and her acting, y'all know that. We kind of we kind of ignore she, that. We ignore yeah, that. She I feel like she she said she, I think she realized, you know what? This isn't for me. This isn't yeah. my thing. Yeah. And she just stuck to singing and dancing. Yeah. Like unless she's going to do like another dream girl type situation, that neck. we don't need it. Now that that neck and uh when you was iconic. It was like 70s personified. But like like she wasn't like the best actress in the world. Uh, oh, and her and her portrayal of Etta James was pretty good. Oh, I did um, enjoy Etta James. I enjoyed I enjoy hers, it. Etta James, and Cadillac Records. Um, but but that's my thing. Unless she's like doing like biopic type of mm-hmm. singers, and I feel like Etta James was so good because she wasn't the star. Mm-hmm. She had yeah. her roles, her few lines. Mm-hmm. She sang a yep. lot. <laughs> yeah, and she wasn't. Then, and even in Dreamgirls, like she didn't talk much. She sang. Yeah, it was a most of that movie. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Jennifer Hudson, which is why she got the nomination, like did more acting yep. than Beyonce actually had to do. But anyway, we love Beyonce. Um, we stand her and shout out to the queen for always doing her thing. Um, I don't know how I feel about the Wizard of Oz is getting a reboot. It was announced last month that Kenya Barris will be doing a way make of the Wizard of Oz. So is it going to be the Wizard of Oz or he going to do like a the, the Wiz type situation? <laughs> That was my question. Like, is it the Wiz or is the Wizard of Oz? Because that that's two different situations. Yeah, my interest is is peaked on different levels depending on if it's the Wizard of Oz, I can care less. If it's the Wiz, maybe I will think about that. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never been a big fan of the Wizard of Oz in any format. I wasn't a fan of the Wiz. Like, the Wiz was just scary. It was dark. (laughs) I just didn't like it. It just was Mm -hmm. just ugh. I didn't like it. But with that being said, it was it was it was for us by us. Mm-hmm. So if this is the whiz, then I will probably be a little bit more, um, you know, interested in it. But if it was the whiz, I can care less. Yeah. So according to Barris, the LGBTQ reputation will be featured in a remake. He went on to say that he's looking to tell the story from where they are right now and take disparate characters from the LGBTQ community. From different cultural communities, socioeconomic communities, and tell a story that reflects the world. Um, I don't have any problem with anybody from the LGBTQ plus community being a part of the Wizard of Oz or being represented. But from that description, it seems like it's going to be a deviation from <laughs> when he's talking about taking all these people from all these different types of communities mm-hmm. and bringing them into this different world. Um, I don't, 
I feel like it's going to be all over the place. And, <laughs> you know, Kenya, I love Kenya, but sometimes he's all over the place. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I hope it's The Wiz, though. Um, yeah. Because I definitely enjoy those songs far more oh, than the thing. Um, me No Lying. Um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You can't That's when Michael Jackson yeah. still had black skin. <coughs> it was just mm-hmm. it was just a thing. Mm-hmm. 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 I can see that the Wiz and Tracy Ellis Ross play Dorothy. Dorothy? Yeah. Tracy Ellis <laughs> Ross. Oh, you said Tracy. Yeah, Tracy Ellis Ross played Dorothy. I don't I don't know why my mind went to Tracy Morgan. I was like, what? <laughs> Tracy Morgan. I must be sleeping. Because my my brother, I was like, Dorothy. I'm like, what? I thought you because I just knew you was gonna say, "What's the more without a bride?" That's Tracy Morgan. Uh, uh, Yeah, Tracy. I think Tracy Morgan would have been a good uh, cowardly lion. Oh, that's good. Okay, so let's cast these people real quick. So Tracy Ellis Ross is Dorothy. Mm -hmm. Let's let's stick with Tracy Morgan as the cowardly lion. Who's the scarecrow? Uh The scarecrow. Oh, you know who could be the scarecrow? What's the dude from um, Atlanta? And he was in um, the movie with oh, Issa Rae, the photograph. I know who you're talking about. Uh, I don't know his name, though. Him. About? Him. That's name. the Scarecrow. What is his he name? the Scarecrow. Yes. Oh. Because he's real lanky. Yes. Yes. Uh, Atlanta the... cast. Uh, he's been in all kinds of stuff. He's been like all like Keith Stanfield. Like Keith Stanfield, yes, mm-hmm. that's the Scarecrow. Okay, and then we got the um, uh, tin um man. the tin. What the tin man need? He needed a heart. He needed a heart. So we need yeah. a courage, brain, and a heart. Who is heartless? What seems to be heartless? Mm-hmm. I, I think heartless is like cussing people out. Like, because if you, well, how are we leaning? We leaning toward like people. Like, that well, are because mean? the tin man necessarily wasn't mean. He was just kind of like he just he didn't just, feel. Yeah. He, he didn't feel. Know. He was melancholy. So Lakeith Stanfield could actually be one or future. the other. Oh, <laughs> future, future. You change no actor. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Um, you want to put Damson there? Damson as the Tin Man. Sure. Why not? Sure. All black cast. Yes. I'm yeah. Okay. Wicked Witch. Oh, Wicked Witch. I'm gonna say this, and I want you to beat me up, Lizzo. I just feel like Lizzo would give us all the emotions and the feels of like the yes. singing and the like. I really feel like she could take us there. I really do. And not yes. because I think she's evil, but I just, well, if you remember the Wiz, it mm-hmm. was this whole thing when she was like in the productions. Like, I really feel like Lizzo will bring that song, that character mm-hmm. to life with just her style of music and singing. Right. Who was, um, <clears throat> um, who's the wizard? Because the wizard, the original wizard was Richard Pryor. Yeah, it was Richard Pryor. So it gotta be Mike Epps. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be Mike Epps. And then the Glenda the Good Witch was um what's her name? Icon. Um, light skin. Light skin. Not Diane Carroll, the other one. Um Lena Horn. Lena Horn. Yep. Lena yep. Horn. <clears throat> so, so who do we got now? If Jasmine got in, look like a raisin. Oh, picture Jasmine guy. Did she watch her Breakfast Club interview? I started it. I need to finish. So good. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely it's so good. good. So my big sister Rashonda told me it's so good. I need to finish it. But you know, I figured it would be though. Um, I think I'm like 20 minutes in, so I got because it's it's long. So I got to wait it, it is go. Long. Um, the good wish, Glenda. Ooh, Shirley Ralph. <laughs> Did all that. I am an, I am an endangered species. I'm okay, endangered species. <laughs> there it is, right there. Quinta Brunson writes and directs. Uh, with Kenya, Quinta might be the uh, the leader of the little people. 
<laughs> it ain't called the Oompa Loompas. That's no, that's that's the West Willy Walker. Uh, we need a black Willy Walker in the chocolate factory. Oh, that would be good, Brian. Black Willy Walker. That would be good. And get the little boy from Blackish to be Willy. I mean Wonka. I mean who was the who was that boy little boy name? Charlie. It's Charlie. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then they did a move with Charlie and Charlie back. Who would be the black Willy Wonka? Black Drake. I don't know. No, Aubrey ain't acting in a while. So we, is it we is it a comedy? How are we doing this? If it's a Black Willie Wonka, it gotta be a comedy. Kevin Hart. No, Ooh, Kevin Hart. Now Kevin Hart could be the the, the lead on Palumpa. Palumpa, yeah, yeah. The Black Willie Wonka. Who's funny? Gotta be whimsical. Gotta mm-hmm. have. I know who it, who it probably would be. Uh, Key from Key and Peele. Oh, yes, because he was kind of that yeah. in J- Jingle Jangle. Yeah, that would be him. Mm, got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. We, you mentioned Jasmine Guy, so that reminds me of HBCUs. And if you know anything about HBCU culture, you know that there's marching bands. You know anything about marching bands, and there's flaggers. You know anything about flaggers, and there's drum majors. You know anything about drum majors. And then the other part of bands is what we call majorettes. Teach people. Um, but usually PWIs they have dancers, maybe in their little bands. They don't really have majorettes. US, USC has a majorette court. Um, a black student at the University of Southern California, that's Brian's Brian's place, went to Twitter <laughs> to share that she recently created a majorette team at her school this past weekend. She had a performance. They looked they look great. However, Black Twitter was in a was in a tizzy. You hear me? Was going mm-hmm. off. It resurfaced the whole <clears throat> HBCU versus PWI debate and talking about how you know they are. You know we ain't guarding the gate and things like that. And um, some of the most notable uh, major teams are like um, the Jackson State J Sets, the Stingers of Alabama State, the Dance Dollar Southern, the Golden Girls of Alcorn State, and um, what Brian did not. Put on the list. Mm. Um, Maroon, what is it uh, called? Uh, Mahogany emotion. Mahogany emotion. Mahogany emotion, baby. Now we ain't known for our band, but Mahogany emotion be throwing that thing. Do you hear me? Shouts out to uh, Jen Roberts, my sister-in-law. She was actually a Mahogany emotion, so I guess she was uh, throwing that thing back. I guess she was because listen, they was throwing it back ever since I got on campus. But anyway. You know, majorettes are a major part of HBCU culture, black band culture. And Brian, I, I guess you didn't go to HBCU, so I'm going to ask your opinion first. Somebody from the mm-hmm. outside looking in. What what does it look like to you? Was it as deep as the Twitter debates, or are you just like, eh, they found community at USC? Um, even though I didn't go to uh, PWI, I didn't go to HBCU, but I also kind of feel like black people should be, I think black culture should be protected at all costs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at I, I did peruse the young lady's social media page okay. to see what she's like, right? In terms of not to judge, but to kind of just kind of get a feel. Um, I know she again she goes to USC. We know that's the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Southern California. I grew up in Southern California, so I can understand that. She's a Delta, so she is a part of a black, historically black uh, sorority. Um, she has baby hairs and you know braids and, and all that kind of stuff. So she <laughs> seems like she's part of the, the fact <laughs> that a, baby hairs is a black descriptor is 
Listen, hilarious. Go it seems like she cares about the culture deep. I feel like she wouldn't do anything to jeopardize the culture knowingly. Um, I don't feel like she's doing anything. I don't feel like she would do anything to, you know, try to um, hurt the culture. I just think that she, I, I can see both sides of the fence. I can see the fact that people are saying like, you know, you should have just went to HBCU. But then the other part is like, you know, I when I growing up, I either wanted to go to USC or Morehouse. I didn't go to either because, you know, I mm-hmm. had the money and I want to take out a bunch of loans and stuff like that. But I, I can understand her saying, well, maybe I got into USC. Uh, it was my dream school. Um, but I want to add some blackness to my experience here. What can I do? I don't know. I, I don't know. What about you? As a person that went to HBCU and this is and you're from the South. So band culture, all this is like literally um, your upbringing. Yeah, you know, I was in Marshall Band mm-hmm. from eighth grade to eleventh grade. Mm-hmm. I got out that thing in twelfth grade to become somebody's uh, high school politician. Mm-hmm. Just as a side note. Um, so yes, I am deeply connected to black band culture in that way. Um, I'm torn, right? Because. While I did go to HBCU, I did my master's programs at PWIs. Mm-hmm. And what I understand is, is that the cultures are different. And mm-hmm. while Georgia State specifically is a non-traditional PWI, there's a lot of niggas. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do understand that there's still this place of finding your community. though. So those like, you know, we talk about the lunch table type situation. Right. So... Um, was it Kiara who said last week one of the most she powerful did. statements outside of um, I love you is me too and mm-hmm. so you find those me too so it could have been one of the things where she was a majorette in high school or just mm-hmm. a dancer um, right. because that kind of thing yeah can be taught but I feel like there's at that level at the collegiate level there's a certain level of expertise you already have to be right, right. right? so I mm-hmm. wonder was one of those like a me too like ooh I was a major at, you know and because we don't have it let's start it right so I am all for the black student unions and the things creating space and culture on PWI campuses because they need that as well I don't think the conversation is as linear as to say that if you wanted to be a major you just went to a P, uh, HBCU now right. somebody did have a point to say well everybody can't afford HBCU and then somebody pointed out and said I think they said USC is like seventy some thousand dollars. The most expensive HBCU is Spelman is fifty two thousand dollars a year. Missed mm-hmm. me with the tuition argument. So right. if you're lining up USC versus HBCUs, yeah. that was a terrible argument, yeah. right? Because yeah. um, even with um, because people talk about like the whole scholarship situation, Morehouse gives out a buttload of scholarships. I know for mm-hmm. that, I applied late. So unfortunately, when I got accepted, I didn't, but I know some of my friends who get, but then I know friends who even didn't come to school on scholarships. And like my, my, one of my good friends, my, one of my best friends, Johnny, um, you know, Johnny, mm-hmm. um, joined the Glee Club, didn't come in on a scholarship, but because he joined the Glee Club, got a scholarship every year thereafter. Wow. So like, you know what I'm saying? So like the whole scholarship debate is just the HBCUs don't give them out, don't have them is erroneous to say the least. Uh, I say all that to say I'm torn in the sense that I do think black culture should be protected. I feel like there are some things that should be for us, right? Because what my fear is, it's not mm-hmm. what women did, it's what USC might do. Yep, that's my That's, that's my, my concern. Issue. 
Um, mm-hmm. It is very like that's what I'm saying. So I'm happy that you found your community and you chose USC for whatever reasons you decided to choose it for. That's your business. Mm-hmm. But right. my fear is that like all this press that's happening, like at the end of the day, USC need money too. They gonna mm-hmm. want dollars too. So like, what happens when, um, you know, they want to take ownership of their program and things like that? And then I didn't watch the clip, but what were they dancing to, Brian? Because that music PWI bands play. Don't get down like HBCU bands. So what were they even throwing uh, that thing to? Right. I don't know. I I didn't I couldn't make out what they were dancing to. But what <laughs> I do know is USC is known in the PWI circles for their band. Like they're known as having one. Do they do that like Marine Corps style marching stuff still too? Nah, they're like the like they kind of act like they got like, you know, they're the they're the the white People that hang out with black people. They Justin Timberlake. Yeah, they try to be like that. They like Robert they, Pitt, John yeah, B. Like they tr- <laughs> yeah, that, them people. Yeah, but um, yeah. <laughs> Tina they, Marie. <laughs> listen, who else we got? Um who else do we got? All them. Um, so they like they dance and they like wear sunglasses and they try to be this cool band. Um, so I can imagine them trying to maybe play some things or placate or whatever to to these black songs or whatever. So I can see it, but I guess what you were saying earlier, like my thing is like, what's gonna happen? Like, who's in control of it? Is is she in control of it? Is it a situation where she went to the band, went to the director, and was like, "Hey, I want to do this. Can we have this? What's gonna happen when you know a non black person wants to do it and then now who's the captain and when she graduates mm-hmm. you know who's going to take it over it's going to be a situation where it's like it's just us or so I think all of those things are important because yes it may be well intentioned yes it may work out now but when she leaves campus what is that going to look like um, right and, and and what happens when you tell the white girl no and yeah. these these discrimination things come right. and reverse racism you know, and yes and that that is my fear yeah. when you bring these black things into white spaces mm-hmm. they will try and and not to say that a white girl can't get on there and kill it but like how do you handle that and if she right. genuinely sucks and you tell her no you know those caring like te- like mm-hmm. I, I don't know I feel like there's potential for extreme backlash and. Uh, unnecessary. Uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, tension and all that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, bro. I just, I just have mixed emotions about it. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna go as far as to say if you wanted to, if you wanted to be a major issue with HBCU, but I, I don't will. Know, you don't know circumstances. Far, yeah, but I will go as far as to say that I just don't know if, um, in terms of consequences of that, if it was the best idea to bring it to a PWI. I think some of that may have. And again, this is me being biased, thinking about a Georgia State, University of Memphis, some of these schools that exist in these predominantly black cities that mm-hmm. are pretty much like U of M is like 50% black. <laughs> you know, right. so I think those schools may be, but even them, like, bro, they ain't got no traditional majorette team. Right. And their band, I don't know that they have the same reputation as USC, but their band is kind of similar to what you described too. They have a very mixed you know, they kind of, you know, they don't play just the fight songs. They play mm-hmm. some hip hop and whatever, whatever, right. whatever. So anyway, um, that was the thing and yeah. that happened. 
Lastly, but not least, um, and Josh Rise Athletic Abbreviations, let's give a shout out to the women. And the women deserve a song, and it goes like this. They don't last long. We get to the point. We know you love it because it's everyone's favorite joint. These are Josh Rogers Athletic Abbreviations. Oh, <laughs> a new one. <laughs> My girlfriend. My... Where is Angie Stone? We need to get Angie Stone to sing the after Josh Rodden letter abbreviations. I feel like that'll be that'll be woo. Right. She ain't doing nothing right now. She ain't doing a dang old thing. Nowhere. But raising that get... child that she had with D'Angelo. Go ahead. Right. And then get her to sing that song that I didn't had no clue what it was and everybody else knew it. I didn't know. No sunshine has come. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. And I'm all cried out, and there's no more rain in this cloud. Yeah, that was a song, bro. I don't know. That man, she only got that in Black Brother, but that was a song. I can't. I don't know how you survived all thirty some years and not even, bro. What is your problem? I don't know, man. I'm tripping. I guess you I are thirty seven, and I heard Angie Stone's second hit. <laughs> Second hit. <laughs> Black. And she brother. was an R&B diva talking all that cash and they had number two hits. And she'll get away from me with you and your fro. Right. Oh. The, the, the greatest thing she's ever done is is, is get D'Angelo and, and she trapped and that man. Them. She did what all the other women wanted to do back in the 90s. But you right. know what's so interesting? And I, I'm not going to like body shame or anything like that. But you think about like the sex symbol that D'Angelo was. Mm-hmm. And he dated Angie Stone. <laughs> he did. It's just interesting. It is mm-hmm. beyond interesting. That's all anything I'm going to say. I mean, it, listen, anything is possible. It's probably what anything. that situation mm-hmm. was about. But anyway, it was John Ross athletic abbreviation, the Las Vegas Aces. That is interesting. Is they um? Is there like logo like a card? Um, I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's, best, let's look it up real quick. Uh, it is. It is some weird something. Oh, look at not. Google got fireworks coming when they name pop up. Did that happen for you? Yeah. Oh, they fireworks and they won a championship. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's interesting. It's like this weird. Anyway, uh, the Las Vegas Aces, um, the WNBA team won the WNBA championship after defeating the Connecticut Sun um, three to one in the series. And although the Suns were led by Alpha Kappa Alpha, the uh, sorority incorporated own Aja Wilson, uh, Chelsea Gray uh, was named in the finals MVP. And the Aces know how to turn up because in that post game interview, baby. Hmm. <laughs> Them girls was listen, high as a kite and drunk as a skunk. They was just they was just on there in front of that screen so they would not get they was on their Marshawn Lynch. I am here, so I would not get fined. But but listen. they had been already clearly celebrating very True. well. I I, I want to hang out with them. Listen, they was lit. So th- do you know if the WNBA get them like bonuses and stuff for winning championships? Is that a thing for the WNBA? I think players? so, and I would hope so. Yeah, I think most leagues you get a bonus for like you know making the playoffs, yeah. and each level you go, you get a bonus for it. So, I would I would hope so. You want to hear um, a random fact? Look, Kawhi Leonard has a, a, a. Did you know he had a shoe endorsement deal with New Balance? I do. That pays him five point five million dollars a year. Wow! In additional income with New Balance, 
Mm. You gonna wear a pair of Kawhi New Balance? Not a chance. <laughs> but you, New Balance is making a comeback. New, okay, I New feel Balance? like I need to get me a pair because yeah, I used to wear New Balances when they were out, like back yeah, in they, fifth, sixth grade or something. They were a thing. New Balance yeah. were a thing. Like, every every so often they come in, they come out like where they'll have like like um, like a casual like lifestyle shoe, mm-hmm. um, and they look nice. Uh, I think the ones when I was in high school they were really nice looking. I just never. Was it was to me it was New Balance. I always thought about the, the the dad shoes. It's white with the blue New Balance check. I had it's just three pair of them. I when they when they were in style when I was elementary. I was a New Balance wearing fool. I, yeah, I remember. And because you know, I tell you, my mama had a seventy dollars shoe limit, so it fit right there, real nice and neat. <laughs> <laughs> and this, so the fact that they were in style and it was right. in my mama's budget. Oh, baby, I was wearing my New Balances. But anyway, that wraps up. That wraps up. Uh, the billboard. Um, and if that is all that we have, I believe that is all that we have. Let's get on and have we we gonna have a little light conversation. Light. Today. You know, Brian and I love music, mm-hmm. and um, Rolling Stones released a new um list, and we want to talk through that in addition to talking through some of our favorite, favorite, favorite. B-side classics. I don't know what y'all thought I was going to say, but we're just going to have some fun today. We're going <laughs> to examine some lyrics. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about some things. We might talk about the fact that R&B ain't dead. We love to talk about R&B. Right. Um, we're just going to go where the Lord takes us. Listen. Okay? All right. So grab your snacks, grab your drinks, grab all your things, and let's go have this musical chairs type of episode mm-hmm. down in the living room. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, thank you for all for sticking around to the uh, for the show for the living room conversation. And it's we love music, so every oh, yeah. so often we're gonna talk about music. Um, I love but, music. That's a um, any kind of music. I got, I got a different one. That's, <laughs> that's the OJ's baby. They never crossed over. I'm gonna give you my music song. Okay. I, I don't know. If this is not turning into verses, but. Um, God, Eric's, don't you this know? This is my music song. You made me think of music, Soul Child. Just this is my music, music song. Just like music. That would be your music song. That is a Brian Hare freaking song. That's Eric Sermon. Eric Sermon. That's a, a good one. That's Brian that's, Hare. If I ain't never known Brian Hare, boy. That's a dig. That's a dig in the crates. Like you know, <laughs> even though I think it was a single, I feel like it didn't. It didn't get the 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 the, the level of support that it should have. Oh, got, it did. So. It did. Don't do that. <laughs> it got all the support it was necessary. It's a good song. Um, so since we're talking about the crates, Brian, like describe to the people what is a B-side classic. Not just a B-side song, a B-side classic. A B-side classic is basically like a song that wasn't necessarily a single, mm-hmm. but it was so good that it probably could have been a single. Um, and it's like, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um Case in point, um, Superstar by Usher. Like, it wasn't a single, but it might be one of the best songs on the album. You'll be my superstar. You know, case in point, Mm -hmm. Green Light Beyonce. Okay. Whenever you want to, to get the green light. I feel like I've said this on the podcast a million times. Mm -hmm. Um, The green light is go, go. Yeah, so that's a B-side classic. It's like one of those songs that could have very well been a single. But you know what? Mm-hmm. That takes us back to what we alluded to 
with Ari Lennox and like what we're talking about the artists now, they're mm-hmm. making albums. Yeah. And while every song won't be a single, and they probably didn't even, I feel like that's what happened like with some of our better artists or some of our favorite artists in like past years, mm-hmm. where that they were making, like you said, just great albums. Mm-hmm. Um, so almost any song quite possibly could have been a single, which means that you got an album full of just amazing songs, yep. um, which means that, you know, I feel like into in the today, like I feel like a person who does that well in the today of things is Bruno mm-hmm. Mars. Like he gives yeah. you a complete body of work. So yes. pretty much anything would have been a successful single. Um, There's just some great, cause like um, was Versace on the floor a single? Yes, it was. Yeah, I guess I feel and, like and, that was. That was my a, thought process: a single to me is if it comes on the radio, then that's a considered single. Yeah. a single. If it's going yeah. on radio, it's definitely a single. Like we ain't got to argue with that. Let me go to that album that was on Twenty Four Karat Magic, right? But Twenty Four Karat. Yeah. I feel like he had play, like I don't play the song. A, um, I feel like he released a lot off that. But, that album alone, but even but I think some of the we played the album so much that some of the songs that necessarily weren't on the radio were like felt like singles. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Perm was good. Chunk, straight, straight up yeah. and down was my one. Um, chunk was chunky. Don't 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 don't. With the lady do. Let's, let's just listen to this. And Wes will go on straving down. Don't need the finest thing that I ever see. Break it down for me. That's a B side classic, y'all, right there. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Brian, you got um, like a favorite gospel B-side? A favorite gospel B-side? I probably have to go know, back and see. You, I'm going to make you think, man, of God. <laughs> um, let me see if I can go. What's a good gospel album Um, that has a song on it that's not necessarily a hit? Let me see. Let me go to, um, I think Byron Cage has a solid one that I like. No oh, Byron Cage. Byron Cage, um, that might have been. Like, uh, it's I, I don't know if it's a really a, a song, but you kind of said it earlier, like the Shabak medley. But I think that was kind of more so like a song from like Thomas Dorsey or Thomas Whitfield. Um, the, not Shabak, your B side classic. Nah, that's not the one. Oh, I'm about to say. First of all, I think it was a single, so it don't count. But Shabak, Hallelujah, nah. the Rock. The rock. <laughs> Is it Hallelujah uh, the Rock or Hallelujah Barack? I don't know. Let me find one. <laughs> Who was it that I had oh. one that was really good? That's a, just a. It's the thing about gospel is I think feel like I feel like gospel. I don't know what what are singles. I think I feel like unless you like Hezekiah Walker or like Marvin Sapp, yeah. her Franklin, they that they they run the radio. So I feel like anything that's not. I feel like anything that comes out that's mostly because to me gospel is more like underground, so it's, it's harder to. Yeah, because if that's the case, like most of John P. Key songs are like B sides, because it's like he don't get no. Well, I'm gonna say airplane. Kurt Franklin's "Give Me That Future Mile of Music" is a B side classic because that was not a single, but mm-hmm. that is a freaking song. 
Give me that joy I can't explain. An extra piece that leaves my face. Oh, so good. Want that love that will never change. Give me that. Was. Give me the power to walk away. I'm listening. Was greater than on. I know it's the it's the the title track of the album for Ty Tribbett, Greater Than. But was that actually? I don't think like he released that song. Uh uh-uh. uh. That was a good one. Title track. Yeah, that was a good one. And all of his like shouting. Well, I think one of his shouting because I think his shouting songs be popular, but I don't think they be like singles. Mm-hmm. It just be because in the church world we like the book. We do. So of course those are those are B side classics for gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like some like some ones that are a little bit more current. Depending on, I feel like I would say Ari Lennox wastes my time, but she just recorded that. I mean, she just performed it on Jimmy Kimmel, so I feel like that might be the next <laughs> single uh, from her. But, but Boy Bye is possible B-side classic material if it don't become a single um, off her new album. Uh, for me, Beyonce's off her new album, Cuff It, unless she releases that a single, but Cuff It is it gets you in that mood. I feel like falling in love. Let me just play it for you. I feel like falling in love. It just feels so good. You. you can always sit on top of me. <laughs> I want to give you another real quick from off the same album. If she don't make it, a, uh, the way she's singing to Jay Z on this dang old song, mm-hmm. and the way she's singing, period. <clears throat> to this one. Get off my phone, Beyonce. <laughs> those two right there will forever be two of my favorite. Like, those are two of my favorite songs from her, period, mm-hmm. at this point in the game. Um, um and, and they just oh classics. Classics. Right. I'm gonna go B side a B side classic that I really like. Okay. Um I feel like it's a B side classic. I'm gonna I'm just gonna verify it first. I'm going to Apple Music with Jill Scott. I'm pulling it up now to make sure. Beautiful love featuring BJ the Chicago Kid. Oh, that's definitely I don't even know what that is. Listen. It's it's um, it's a long intro, but I have a lot of B-side classics that in, include BJ the Chicago Kid. He's one of my <laughs> underrated artists that I love. Fireflies are lighting up the night. That's her. But um, that's her. Oh, hold on. That's a B-side classic. I think people don't get a, uh that song is really good. Mm-hmm. Um then another B-side classic I would suggest is 
I'm going to put people on is Anderson Pack, also off his Malibu album. Okay. With BJ the Chicago Kid. That's a nice little combo of people right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tried to tell niggas in 2012, nigga, working hand to hand in no avail. Volume one was too heavy for you frail niggas, so I got lean like codeine and pills. It's the visionary in the vintage Chevy. It's been a while, but wow, you still care. Free Nash to they pass out obituaries and bold caps. Your bitch ass was not. Um, that's a uh, that was not a freaking uh single, but. Listen, that might be one of my favorite songs off of the uh, Malibu album. I'm going to tell you one that I think is a really great piece of classic from your favorite R&B artist. You ready? Okay. Ready. It's off his Music in the Magic album. Oh. Oh. Making freaking music. Do you hear me? <clears throat> that was Listen. the last. That was the last solid album, too. <laughs> yeah, the last yeah. one. <clears throat> hmm. That was the last one. All right, I got one. Okay. Uh, Kaylani. Okay. And since you said music, music so child. Oh, I love they um, song together. Yeah, footsteps. Yes. 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 Footsteps. Good. Um. Shoot. Like I really rock with that song, uh, and there's one where she has BJ. That's on her other album that I don't feel like gets any play, but. Stop that. I don't know how much we can actually play on this thing, but that is uh <laughs> it's down for you, BJ Chicago Kid and Kalani. So just imagine Kalani's an amazing singer. BJ's an amazing singer. It's it's just good stuff. Like I can't even I can't complain. It's a good so song. here's one from our other boy whose career, RB career, has died with a solid okay. feature off his debut album. Wasn't a single, but it is an amazing song. Must be John Ledger. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I promise not to do it again. Woo. 
Strapped up when I sleep around. I should know what day you find out that you can't go and leave. I know that I love you. There's no one above you. Said it the last time. If it was the last time. So don't make me over. Cause I can be faithful. Cause baby, you're my number one. Yeah. Number one. Okay, so. Keep in Who line is with that. she? Who was her name? You don't need to know about everything. It was so good. Lie about this, lie about this. Baby, call me right back. Like this, it's. I'll good. never be something I'm not. So please don't throw away what we got. Cause we've been we together for way too long. Too long. But we've laying around, but I'm coming home. Baby, I love. He'd married yes. an Asian woman in the midst of his career. Terrible. Jesus. We gotta do a whole episode. We gotta do an episode about that. Like how she just literally. Killed his career. She's Yoko Jesus. Ono, twenty twenty two. Jesus Christ! Like he ain't he ain't been right since. He ain't been right since after Evolve. Yep, that's it. Um, Kanye West. Oh, okay. B side classic. College dropout. Oh, my phone just my phone died. But oh no. Yeah, it's two hands. Mm. And my daughter's probably hear her crying in the background. Yeah, it's all, it's all yeah. right, little Brooklyn. Sorry, Brooklyn. We love you anyway. I got one from my from my guy. It's par- the perils of parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, Chance rapper, third mixtape. Okay. Solid feature. With future. Call smoke break. It's that thing, like what Chance was rapping about, like being addicted to drugs, drugs? and like when his girlfriend broke up with him. That that Chance man, <sighs> undefeated. Like this last yeah, album was bad, album. but that in love Chance, it didn't hit the same. I think, <laughs> right. I think we could talk about that for a second, and and I think the state of people's lives when they make the music. Like I think that something about the turmoil and the challenges and the triumphs and the all yes. that kind of stuff, music yes. is just better. And I think that the, you know, the crushing, the pain, it just brings about a certain level of just creativity. Um, but I feel like it lacks when you're in a good place. Because and, even and in that song, that. he's talking about like, let's put all our problems to the side. Let's smoke this real quick. Cause like. Let me smoke this blunt. Lay it down for a second. We deserve, we deserve. And then mm. Future's verse is actually pretty good. He does a Sierra reference in nervous like you oh, didn't Lord. abandon the child. You didn't abandon the lease. You could have hit, you could have let me hit at least. <laughs> Not let me. I'm like, yeah, it's like it's a solid verse. <laughs> go, when you get some time, bro, go listen to it. Just listen to the words. Like, 
Matter of fact, let me fast forward it to future verse just because it's like I don't give future a lot of credit lyrically. <laughs> uh, but like this one, he um okay, here it is. Let me let me just get straight to the point. That's so good. It's so good. It's so good, man. It's like, right. and, but, and, and what I love about like those type of collabs, I feel like, mm-hmm. like that was like this album, you know, although it wasn't an album, this is one of Chance's like right now, his like best body of work. And I feel mm-hmm. like when you have, when you come to something like this, you got to mm-hmm. step up lyric. Like you got to bring a certain level of performance, of lyricism, of like entendres and all the things. And although he was being shady, like that's one of Future's better features. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, like Chance didn't release that joint, and but it was an amazing, amazing, amazing B side. Um, but let's shift. Uh, you got one you want to play before we shift the conversation? Yeah. To um, okay, go ahead. Uh, one one of my favorite rap artists. Uh, there is. Um, I've been a rap artist. I've been a fan of his for a long time. Um, no, I, a long time. You guys should know. Um, I, this was Kendrick. a mixtape, so I, I don't know if this was actually on the radio because it was a mixtape, but here it goes. Yeah. Oh, I know this. Okay. You said it's a single? Like, I feel like it was a mixtape, so I don't know if it was a single or not. I feel like... I don't know that it got radio play more than it may have got like some lounge club play type situation. But I feel like I've heard this beyond just me listening to it. Let me stop. Like, the, I didn't get to like a Rick Ross or nothing like that. I didn't get to this gym, the freaking Jodeci freestyle with J. Cole. Oh. Because, listen, I'm, I'm you know those people that really know. Like I, I, I didn't sleep on Drake. I just didn't get my opportunity. No, 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 realized. no. You slept on Drake. You definitely <laughs> press snooze on Drake. No, don't. There's no. There's no need to fix it. There's no need to fix it. I, no, I think no it's great music, but it. I didn't realize the freaking the magnitude of like of the fact of like the um. How am I gonna say this? Just say how you gonna like say it. Like he chooses amazing like beats that just ride hella hard. Yeah. And it's just smooth. And, and then like we listen to Drake, it's kinda like, oh, dang, this nigga's like my spirit at him for like we're literally <laughs> same vibes. So like it's I think that's what kind of, you know, 
It just feels great. You know. Well, no, I feel that. I was gonna play a Nicki Minaj B side, but I refrained. Okay. But four door sure? Venador and Shanghai. Okay. It's on Pink Print. If you ever want to go check them out, great songs. Okay. Two of my be able to get it songs. out? Or are, you, are, you, are you sure you don't want to get it out? You know what? I might as well. I might as well. <laughs> since she's talking about it. Since I talked about it. <laughs> since we're here. She's talking about it. Since we are here, I'm just telling you, man, when she's not on that other stuff, she, right. she well, gives out right. pretty dope music. And um, do I want to play Four Door Venador or do I want to play Shanghai? Um, so I'm probably gonna listen to Drake all day tomorrow. Just yeah, tomorrow. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna go down a music soul child John Legend. Yeah, I, I have days like that. Yeah, some days I'll just like I'm just gonna listen to music today, and music has a song for every single occasion in life. I think I'm gonna play. I think I'm gonna play Four Door Venador. Okay. Watching belly, godson, I could see this study Machiavelli. Eating butter pins, got them jelly at the deli. If you feeling like a ninja, I got a machete. Hell yeah, them girls dead, but they're fucking heavy. I'ma fuck around and have them looking like spaghetti. I say some shit, he be like, yo, you so legendary. But he could tell just by my face, he ain't getting at me. Penny more for you, boy. It's like just a classic, like New York, simple flow that she got throughout the whole song. She ain't on no goofy stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I just, I really like it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, um, you got another one before we transition? Because I, I want to make sure you No, like, no, okay. we can, we can, we can we probably do this all night. Yeah. Um, so, keeping the thing with music real quick, Rolling Stone. Um, okay. While these are not <laughs> B-side classics, right? Mm-hmm. These are classic songs. Um, that they released, and they released their 500 greatest songs of all time. Now, just to let you know, Aretha Franklin's Respect is considered the greatest song of all time, according to Rolling Stones. Now, allegedly, they said they received over 4,000 votes. We don't know who voted for this stuff. Right. We don't know what I ain't get no polls are. Age, black folks, yeah. white folks. Yeah, so I'm going to ask you this question straight up, straight out. Do you believe that Aretha Franklin's Respect is the greatest song of all time? <sighs> Uh, it's 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 hard because like the greatest song of all time, like <laughs> it's a solid song. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it, a classic song for sure. Yeah, like, but I ain't song. never say it. Let me go listen to Respect. Not. A I chance. mean, never. <laughs> but, I, but I think some of the greatest songs are like, like if you ask black people for one of their greatest songs, nigga, we're gonna be like, you know, Weak by SWV. <laughs> you know, what yeah, I'm just like, yeah, we it's going, perfect. Yeah, we going there. Can we go? Can we talk Campbell? by Tevin Campbell? Yeah. Is it's it's perfect. There's, you cannot mess we it up. We go before I let go. Amazing Frank and Beverly. Yeah, we like, going. Yeah. But when have we ever played respect at a darn party or at a cookout? Not once. Not once. Not not once. Um, it's a but good song. Sure. How many people like not because not no respect though? Like everybody I, knows that, like. <laughs> I get it. Like yeah. I think even the whites no respect. Like I think it's one of those My songs. Kids no where, respect because we saw the movie. Like, yeah. I believe it. So I, I feel like it's one of those songs. I think where I got number one is because it's so popular. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it. Black people, white people, anybody probably knows respect at some level. We've been in the United States for a certain level of time. You know respect. Yes. So I get it. I get why that could be number one. What's number two? Um, 
Ooh, let me go down. I was actually preparing to do something a little bit shady. Oh, go to school, go shady. No, 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 no. We're going to go number two first. Let's, let's go through the top 10 at least before okay. we do that. All right. So, number one is Aretha Franklin's Respect. Number two is Public Enemies Fight the Power. That is That's shocking. so overrated. Uh, yes. Um, um, G- good song. Yeah, decent song. Great message. Definitely not but... Number two of all time. It reminds me no. of that. It reminds it, it remind me of that Lil Wayne clip. Number two, Gucci man. Gucci man. <laughs> Gucci. I thought Drake. I thought Drake would be number two, but yeah. you know, Gucci, Gucci man. Gucci. <laughs> Gucci over uh over Eminem. Over Eminem. Eminem. Hello, Gucci man. Drake man. <laughs> he was like legit. He was like legit. He was going through. <laughs> number three is Sam Cooke. A change is gonna come. That I, that. I feel like, I feel like top like, five that could like that. Yeah, yeah, makes sense to me. <clears throat> and I'm, let me let me give this caveat because this is Rolling Stones and greatest songs of all times. I am not mad that white music is probably all up and through this list and high right. up on this list. I mean, because mm-hmm. we got to think about overall holistic impact. because yeah. yeah, songs we probably I'm not gonna know. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, so number four is Bob Dylan's "Like a Rolling Stone." You know that? Never heard it. Like a Rolling Stone. Yeah. Uh, Nirvana smell like Teen Spirit. That is a great song. I have no idea what it is. <clears throat> you, oh, hold on, hold on. Play it because I might know it if I hear it. Because I don't. You've heard. It I don't know anything got, called smells like a Teen Spirit. Yeah, you've heard this before. Yeah, Call me Regina Hall and it wouldn't look if you bug because I ain't never heard this before in my life. Sorry to this song. Hold on, let's get to the, maybe the, the chorus. Oh, I feel like I heard this like in a movie. Oh, man. Okay. That's a song. It's, you know. Yeah. If, no. If that's one of the first rock songs on the list, it is. It, it makes perfect sense. It's a good song. It's a good song. Okay. All right. Marvin Gaye's What's Going On is number six. Makes sense. I feel like they really picked a lot of these songs based off of really just notoriety mm-hmm. and meaning and stuff like that. The Beatles, Strawberry what? Fields Forever, number seven. Never heard of it before. Neither have I. Not a Beatles guy. Nah. I can't tell you any Beatles songs. This is where it gets like, because again, white songs I might not know. But this mm-hmm. one that we both know, Brian, and I feel like mm-hmm. it is oddly placed. Right. Missy Elliott's <laughs> Get Your Freak On. Now, I'm not mad at Missy being this high on the list because Missy's an icon. But Get Your Freak On is not even her best song. Right. This thing even as good as. That's better than this. Can we name the episode that? How do you spell that? Is John from Medica Flamia Camera? I think I Can't Stand the Rain is better than that one. She's super She's. Super duper, fly. super duper fly. Yeah, that like she's made way more songs. Yeah, then get your freak on. One minute man is a, is a better song than that. I, like, don't want, I don't need no man. Oh, yeah, yes. Get your freak Break on. And she's so good. Uh, Fleetwood Mac Dreams is number nine. Never heard that. Uh, okay, again, here's another one similar to Missy. Outcast mm-hmm. is number 10. But for Hey Y'all, 
<sighs> not even their best song. <laughs> so many, and, that, and that's not and even really a great song. And and let's be honest, that is not a true Outkast song. That is a Andre three thousand Andre three thousand song. Like it again. That was a main. It probably was Outkast's most mainstream song where everybody probably knew it. But that's to me and not my. And, and I'm an Outkast stand. That's not an Outkast song to me. It's an Andre 2000 song. You got Elevators. That's probably better than that. You got um, um, what's the song? I, I'm I, I'm not good with lyrics or song. Bones of a Baghdad. Bones of a Baghdad is better than that. Miss Jack Rosa Parks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but like, so I'm, I'm reading this little blurb, and it says that "Hey Y'all" was the most universal pop smash of the early 2000s. It was the first song ever to be downloaded one million times on iTunes. So, from that perspective, I can see why it's probably so high. But again, to your point, it's not a true outcast song, right? It, and even within that, you can't say numbers make a song great. True. True, 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 true. But I'm thinking you know I'm like the like, way I'm thinking about the way they probably curated this list and probably positioned right. people to vote. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of this had a lot of that going on. Um, yeah. So that was the top ten. Stevie Wonder, some notable mentions. Stevie Wonder is number twelve for uh, Superstition. Again, not mad at not him being this high, but that's not his best song in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Beyonce's "Crazy in Love" featuring Jay Z is number sixteen. Not necessarily mad song. at that because Beyonce Beyonce hit the solo game hard, mm-hmm. and she still opens every concert with "Crazy in Love." Mm-hmm. The impact that "Crazy in Love" has on culture is like pretty much unmatched. So I'm not yeah. mad at that. I don't think that's Beyonce's best song, but I would say it is the one that catapulted her into superstardom, and it so happened to be her um, her solo. Can we um? Can I do something? Can I go out on a limb and say, yeah. uh, I think Beyonce owes the start of her career to A. Murray. Oh, oh okay. So, say okay. more. So let's think about this. So the song that came out, that A. Murray came out with was, there's this one thing that got me sick in. Now, there's a, a, a eerie resemblance from that song to Crazy in Love. Like the fact of just a real loud, real just, just noise making. Let me go find it. Let's do this. I hear what you're saying, but I don't know that Amory's like release of that gives credence I think Amory, to... I think Amory's that loud song <laughs> set up the stage for Crazy in Love. I think that song Crazy in Love was influenced by Amory. So you don't think Crazy in Love would have been as what it was without that? I'm not saying it wouldn't have been, but I just feel like I feel like that song was was influenced by um one thing, bro. I <laughs> I might leave you out there like uh, like Listen. Terry Crews. I mean, similar styles, bro. I'm not like I'm yeah. not debating that at all. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Okay. Now let's go. Crazy in love. Ooh, the beehive coming up to you. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm I'm okay with this. It's real loud, real, um, just noisy. I feel like it just, you know, Emery, you know, crawled so Beyonce can walk. Oh, what now? <laughs> no, sir. I'm not even entertaining that. At number 18 was Prince and Purple Rain. Um, oh, my God. 
<laughs> you must be high right now. <laughs> Billy Holiday, Strange Fruit, number twenty-one. Uh, go back to seventeen. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. It's a great song. Great song. Bohemian who? Bohemian Rhapsody. What is um, it? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <clears throat> learn, learn some white people stuff, Jeff. Brian. My concept of celebrity is niggas. I don't know white <laughs> actors. I don't know white. If it ain't Maroon Five, if it ain't like the Britney Spears, the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Insane Era, I don't know this stuff. Okay, <laughs> we're start playing a game. Name that white person. Oof, and I am gonna lose every <laughs> single time. I don't know why people like that. Okay, this is interesting. Twenty five was Kanye West featuring Pusha T. Run away. Mm-hmm. I don't like. It's not a bad song, but I don't know if it's the twenty five <sighs> best song in the world. Right, it's it's not even Kanye West's best song. Not even close. Bruce Springsteen's "Born to Run" was twenty seven. Um, Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Doggy Dog. That's so funny, Snoop Doggy one. Dog. Um, nothing Doggy but Dog. a G sang baby. Even though that's not in the title, that's the best song. No, it's twenty. I don't think it's the best song off the Chronic. What's the best song off the Chronic? And I know that's one of your favorite I'm, albums. I'm trying to think. Oh, the Chronic is not on Apple Music anymore. Darn you, freaking. <laughs> Snoop Dog, you freaking bought freaking Death Row and took all the music off of freaking streaming. Mm-hmm. Notori- um, oh, go ahead. <clears throat> no, no, no. Go ahead. Go for it. I was just going to say Notorious B.I.G.'s Juicy was number 32. And I think, me, you talked about this a little bit. It's not his best song, but it is right. his it's most popular song. And I get it. it but it's yeah. it's still a song. It is a, yeah. it's a it song. It is a song, just man. Press that play and then you'll feel mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Here's where we get a little messy. Now, anybody who knows this podcast knows that mm-hmm. we love two people in particular, Brian. Who are they? Uh, we love <laughs> Dion Warwick yes. and uh, Richard Penniman. And we love Richard Penniman. Now, <laughs> and one of Richard Penniman's most iconic, <laughs> the most iconic interview of all time, he talks mm-hmm. about, he goes into great detail about mm-hmm. how all the rock and roll girls stemmed from him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chuck Berry, James Brown, mm-hmm. all of them, all of them, all of them. none of them would exist without him. Now, <laughs> according to Rolling Stone, <laughs> Number 33, 34, 35 goes a bit like this. <laughs> Chuck Berry. <laughs> the number 33 for Johnny B. Good. 34, James Brown. Papa's got a brand new back. And then 35, Little Richard to the fruit. Little Richard would be upset. Because in that video, in that video, he said, How is Chuck Berry open for me? <laughs> I'm 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 the king. I'm the king. Chuck Berry can't open up for me. He might come on after me, but once I get done, that show is over. Chuck Berry, the black man, would be mashed. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Rolling Stones. I had, I had Billy Preston on the organ. I had uh, Jimi Hendrix on the guitar. I had James Brown singing backup for me. I had Joe. T- like that's why I'm the king. that came from me. Like that's massive. That that's is messy. absolutely that messy. is absolutely that messy. Is messy. That they were in a row like that. And listen, they probably that woman of God in, is just they rolling were somewhere in, her grave right in, now. in the afterlife, fighting right now. <laughs> right. I, oh. I don't think is Chuck Berry dead. <laughs> Well, if he is, I, if he ain't, I'd kill him. <laughs> Let's see if you don't <laughs> kill Chuck Berry. Let's see if Chuck Berry is dead. Chuck Berry. Chuck, he might be dead. Chuck Berry died in 2017, bro. He been dead. Okay, he been dead. All right. Cool. I just want to make sure. And now these pictures don't and, look like he was, he was on his way out of here long before 2017. You know Chuck Berry had a song called My Dingling? He had a song called who? My Dingling. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look this up right now. <laughs> My 
My. I'm gonna I'm play it for you right now. Oh, okay, because I was show, showing my dick. Sing this one with me. Everybody sings this one. I want to hear everybody join in. When I was a little bitty boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy. Silver bills hanging on a string. She said it was my thing a ling a ling. Brian, get this off my get this away from me. Brian, get this away from me. Get this away. Go away from me with this Apollo. Go away from me with this Apollo. This is why Richard Pettiman is the king. He won't walk around singing no foolishness like that. Let me get back to this list because this is like your fifth infraction of the night. Um, Prince entered the list again at number 37 for When Doves Cry. Uh, Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay 30. It's such a great freaking song. Sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the clouds. My time. Whatever, time roll away, uh huh. Uh huh. So BOB does make the list, Brian, number 39. Yeah. But it still should be probably. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Hendrix experience uh, all along the Watchtower is 40. Um, let's see. Bob Marley redemption song is at 42. Temptations Temptations just now entered the list with my, my girl. My girl, 43? Right. I feel like that was better than, that's more iconic than a few of these songs that's already been. Yeah. Michael Jackson is just now entering the list with 44. Billie Jean at 44. Wow. Kendrick Lamar, all right, 45. <sighs> I feel like it's a. It's not his like one of his best songs. Like, it's a good song, but it's not like Poetic Justice is one of my it's my yeah, all time Poetic Justice Kendrick Lamar song. Please don't get my vibe. It's better. Yes. Like I get it. It was a statement song. It was like a song with the freaking movement. Mm-hmm. But Lauren Hill enters at forty nine with Doo Wop, and then fifty is Daddy Yankee with Gasolina. So the top fifty is a very interesting. Very, very interesting list. Um, you wanna you wanna keep going a little bit or you wanna uh let's let's see. Let's see, let's go a little further. Let's go okay. to let's go to the next like fifteen or so. Okay, so we stopped at fifty. Let's, let's go to fifty one. Fifty one is our girl. Fifty one is Dion Warwick's walk walk on by now. It wasn't our jigsaw classic. That's what friends are. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's what friends are for us on this list. <laughs> right. It's five, 500 songs. It better be. Let me see. You, you go ahead. Take it over, bro. I'm finna looking up and see if, uh, uh, if it's Let's see it. here. So we got Donna Summer, I Feel Love. I don't know that song. 53 got Beach Boys, Good Vibrations. I feel like I've heard that song. It's probably been stolen. Wait a minute. I feel like I heard that Donna Summer song before. I Feel Love. You may have. I just don't know it off, offhand. Why is um Rick James not on here yet? Why isn't Rick James on here yet? You can't tell me like give it to me, baby, and isn't on it shouldn't be on here yet. You look at the Oh Brian, we know this. You know this. Oh yeah. Beyonce sampled this song Renaissance for some song too. Yeah. A lot oh, of yeah, cocaine was snorted on that song. Yeah, that's I'm I convinced. Feel Love. Yeah, a lot of cocaine was snorted on that song. Mm-hmm. Um, good Vibration, Beach Boys. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a good song. Tracks in My Heart, Smokey Robinson, and Miracles. It's hmm. a solid song. Like a Prayer, Madonna first makes her uh, appearance on 55. Okay. 
That's I guess it's fair. Missy Elliott, work it, let me work it. I'm thinking now flipping reverse it. That was fifty six. Uh, you're from Nick been, Yeah, that should have been in the top. That should have been replaced with the get your freak on. Yeah. Fifty seven, sliding family stone, family affair. It's a great song. That's what friends are for did not make the list. It didn't. Wow. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> 58 is the band, The Weight. We don't know. I don't know the band. No, 59 is a solid song because it probably, even though it's not sugar. Ain't that hip hop people did hip, 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 hip hop, you don't stop? Uh, no, is this that? one is um, it's Make a Jungle for some time and make it run. Oh. Keep it going. No, no. Oh, going. okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't push me because I'm close yeah. to the edge. I'm trying in. That's what's one sometimes. Uh, Kate Bush running up that hill. That's number sixty. Don't know that. Stay where they have Left Zeppelin. That's a famous. Don't want to stay where they have I know is the, the OJ's. Climb in the stairway to heaven. Go in step by step. Woo! I thought you were gonna say the only way to heaven is by through Jesus. Well, yeah, but the, but that one the OJ's what they were saying about climbing the stairway to heaven. That's, um, that's the only one I know. I know 64 Blitz Creek Bop, which is by the Ramones, which is one of the punk songs, or one of the major punk songs. Mm-hmm. 65, mm. it makes perfect sense. Do it's, you remember? Mm-hmm. Simon and Garfunkel. Now that I'm starting to learn, I know some of these songs, the higher we go up. Oh, yeah. Bridge Trouble Water. We know that. Okay, now I don't know. Tangled Up in Blue. I don't know Bob Dylan songs. 68, oh, great song. Ain't that good times? <laughs> Yeah, okay. that's a great song. That's a really good song, and that's where Rappers Delight was sampled from. Uh, and oh, and he did. Um, Nile Rogers did a lot of the guitar for Beyonce's Renaissance. Okay, yeah, just so you know oh, his that. name is showed with a D too. Um, it might be my cousin. Probably Taylor Swift. Girl, I, um, I don't know. Yeah, it was Presley. Girl, right? Oh. Thief, Chasey Chapman, Lesbians Beatles. Yes, there's a lot of Beatles songs on here. Formation, Beyonce makes her, or no, second song. Her second song, yep. It's Formation, which again, I don't think is really that great of a song. There's other songs. Overall, it's not, I'm like, I enjoy Formation, but she has so many more better songs than Formation. Yeah. Love on Top is better than Formation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just without a doubt. I care, um, which is my favorite Beyonce song. Oh, that's a good song. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Party is a is better than that from Formation. She's a bad girl. Now we're not gonna talk about Formation like it's a bad song, though, Brian. No, it's not a bad. No, I feel like I feel like song. I didn't like your tone as you kept going through all these different songs. <laughs> no, but, I guess to me, my thing is like Beyonce has so many great songs. And I don't think Formation is like. One of her better songs. I yeah, think like it, it's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song, but it's not like yeah, it's definitely not her best. It's not even her top ten. But right, and, and I feel like four. I can probably pick a bunch of songs over four and just be like, that's the many, B, that's the B side classic. That's a B side classic album. Yes, like, just, it ain't too many things being four outside of like like I said, I moved Cuff It and Plastic on the Sofa to like some of my favorite Beyonce songs. So it might knock something off four down for me, but. Overall, that album is pretty much perfection. Yeah. So four tops. Okay. So where are we gonna stop at? Seventy eight is four tops. I'll be there. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, seventy nine. Great let's, song. Let's, great let's, album. let's just go to hundred. Okay, Ray Charles. What I say? That's his first entry to this. Is what I'd say. That is kind of ridiculous. tell me what I say. That is terrible. 
Ray Charles is now rolling in the deep head. The blacks and the whites in our chokehold. It had a re- <sighs> she she had a re- Franklin redoing that thing. Right, and <laughs> Sissy was in the back just rolling her. Eyes. <laughs> I didn't know none of the words. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why Sissy used to still sing in background at this, at this age of 90-something years old. Girl. Right. Enjoy your retirement. Enjoy your res. Listen. Enjoy that estate. That uh... Listen. Enjoy that with your daughter's estate money. Right. Um, if her daughter rolling in the deep. Listen. Um, now, if it's legend, then hit, this, then hit the list, Brian. I, give, a, give us a little piece of that. <clears throat> Got you got a good voice for it? Let me see if I got some good voice for it. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um Okay. Uh, uh how does the how does the verse start? Uh, there it is. So in I'm so in love with you. Mm. Yes. Whatever you want to do. You gotta put in the great voice. It's all right with me. <laughs> um, you make me feel so brand new. Boom, boom, boom. And I wanna spend my life with you. I'm saying, seeing somebody. Mm. Ah! Oh, since we've been together. Oh, Brian, you got me caught up now. <laughs> Loving you forever. Uh, it's what I need. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Was like, now, he need a biopic, too. That's, oh, that's, yeah. Have we Gr- ever got Gritch. anything on him? Finish the no. We haven't got anything. Finish with the grits. Let let it be no. like you're, you're you're wondering how I got here. No, no. Okay, okay. Maybe not finish the, with that it. That was my biggest critique of Aretha Franklin. It just stopped. Okay, start with the grits and say you're wondering how I got here. Start like, with give the us grits, give, yes. <laughs> like when I got here. Let me let me tell and then go back. The best one of the best biopics, not in terms of best movies, but. A story well done of somebody who had a very long life and long career was James Brown. They were able to tell that story pretty much from childhood to death without feeling rushed. Like we mm-hmm. and get on up, we got a whole story, mm-hmm. like an entire story, and it wasn't like it was about two hours or so, but it, it didn't feel hella long and it didn't feel rushed. I feel like with respect, Aretha had a similar life. In terms of like starting early, living, you mm-hmm. know, into you know, late into her life. And when it just stopped at the gospel album, I'm just like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like it was a good I, movie, I, but I just I felt like it wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. So did you feel like Ray encapsulated? Everything? I feel like Ray was the same way. Like we got a lot of his like it took us deep into his career. Mm-hmm. And even if we didn't make it to Aretha's death, take us to like that album, like with the Sissy Houston thing, like that's when she was still very much like, like what was all the? Why did she do that? Take us to a rose is still a rose, like the the the, oh, um, the, the waiting to exhale soundtrack, like all mm-hmm. of that. Like she was relevant for, you know, she had moments where she popped back into culture, and mm-hmm. she was like relevant with new stuff. And I just felt like stopping at the church scene. Yeah, I, I think that maybe yeah. But yeah, I like I Ray, that. Get On Up. Those were two that were well done that talked about the extensive life of someone 
without mm-hmm. like because I, I felt that you know the clocks was just lifetime movie but i felt like they got to a certain point like when they mama died and then uh-huh. they zoomed us toward the end and it's just like yeah yeah i love little kind of life yeah that's life um, but anyway, yeah. Al Green's '84. You was go ahead. I got '84. Prince '85. Kiss. Oh, great, great song. song! Great song! Great song! I just want your tender love. Isn't um, this like his third entry? They love. I don't Prince. know. I, I don't see "Die for You" yet, which is like my favorite Prince song. But this is listen though. Prince is on her three times already. Michael Jackson only been on her once. True, because <laughs> Michael. Because yeah, not, say what you Prince, is the, Prince was the musician singer. Songwriter, find that clip. Find the find the clip. <laughs> find that clip. Prince was a singer, songwriter, musician. Michael Jackson like, was an entertainer. He was an entertainer. Like no, I know the the I don't know. MJ has a a, a fan base that has a name, but Prince, he did everything. He played the music. He wrote the lyrics. He sang the songs. Played all the instruments. Did all the vocals. You ready? Yep. I am a musician. Uh, I don't sample. <laughs> so I go on stage and my microphone is on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Speaking of sampling, what? what? I am a musician. It's the face. He's like, y'all get to, but it's the right. face. Okay. And he goes to the little, uh, his little uh, petty. My microphone is on. <laughs> Prince Rock Nelson. Okay. Right. Uh, I play the instruments and I sing and I dance. On and stage. I dance. All in heels All and a crop top. All the things and my, and my booty out and my booty cheeks out. Uh, Aretha Franklin back on the list. Okay, number nine. Where, where we be at again? You make me feel. Where? Oh, number ninety one. She ninety one. No, I'm saying she's number ninety. But okay, number ninety one is the song. Now that deserves. I'm so happy to see that it That's, made the list. That listen, it, that could get me top twenty five. <sighs> You know what? I don't expect it to be top 25, but I am actually thoroughly impressed and excited that it may, and it's in the top 100 greatest songs of all yeah. time. Like, yeah. that's, that is an ode to black culture right there, in my opinion. Like, that's yes. <laughs> pretty outstanding. It's so good. Oof. Oof. <sighs> that might be one of the best hip-hop songs. Yes. I don't want to say ever, but it is. Yes. <sighs> yes. It's so, every Verse. I typed a text to this girl I good. used to see. <laughs> Whew, it's so good. And you know how I feel it's, about Andre's verse. I feel like that is his best verse of all time. It's so good. Oh. It's so good. And I feel and I feel like Andre's verse was so good, but Big Boys was like Big Boy was good. good. It was good. And even like the UGK members. Yeah. Like the fact Jesus. that like that that opening line, would you choose it? Like come right after Andre like that. Like, that's a song. Mm-hmm. I just want to. I just. I just want to give us the one with all all three groups on there. I, I'm. I'm fine with. Is that. it? Doesn't that exist somewhere, or does it not? I feel like it exists somewhere in life. Somewhere. Yeah, because Three Six Mafia was actually first. Yeah. And then I think they did the Outcast on release there. Then in the video they pay homage because they was all in the in the this video. This list is getting good though. It is. Nineties Aretha. Ninety one is UGK and Outcast. Number ninety two is our friend Richard Penniman. And good golly, Miss Molly. And then it goes to Kelly Clarkson. I'm not mad at since you've been gone, though. Like, it ain't my song, but um, I'm not mad that it's actually on this list. Like, that was a really I big song. Yeah. Yeah. I will always love you. Okay. Is this Whitney's Please. first entry? It, I think it, it can't be. I feel like we ain't said her name. Wow. 
Yeah. I didn't know Dolly Parton actually wrote the song. I yeah, it's Do- it's Dolly's song. Like it's I, I know Do- I know Dolly was a writer. I just thought she yeah. just sang. Yeah, it's Dolly's song. song. Whitney Houston said Jay-Z Dolly's nine nine problems. It's ninety six. Okay. Who is Patty Smith? Smith? Gloria, I have no clue. The only Gloria I know is Gloria. Who sings that? My Gloria. Brian, you know that's a good old school. Brian, don't do me like that. I, I don't know that. Brian, don't, know don't that. do that. You know that. Gloria? I know Maria Maria. You know what I'm talking about, bro. And I hate that there's so many Beatles songs in this top 100. Is it this the Lumineers? <laughs> nope, that ain't it. That ain't it, bro. Like, no, here, this is it, I think. Yes! You know this. Sounds familiar, but. Things ain't been the same since you went away. Oh, Brian, I'm so shocked. I'm literally shocked. It does not ring a bell. This is some old school pivot. You was cleaning toilets for this. I don't know this. Bro, you really don't know this. I don't. It's not the enchantment. I'm about to send this to you. You it's oh I just knew when I was that scene that you would know it. Bless me. Bless me with that. I I don't know. Wow. Sorry to that group. Sorry to that group, but it's so good. Okay, let's wrap up because we let's wrap up so we can get off this dang old show. <laughs> All right, two two songs left and we're done. Uh, Ninety nine oh. is staying alive. The BGs, great. Song. I love the BGs. Uh, They're the white boys who have yep. my heart. Yep, falsetto uh, queens, falsetto kings. Um, Bob Dylan, blown in the wind. I feel like I know that song, but that's that's it. Solid one hundred. Solid one hundred. So like. Um, let me just ask you this. In terms of B-side classics, um, I guess, would you have preferred, as we wrap up the conversation, would you have preferred some of your favorite B-side classics over some of the singles that were released by that same artist? Mm, it depends on the artist. Like, I think a lot of Kendrick's original stuff, when he came out, like, uh, um, Good Kid, Mad City, most of those singles were, like, smashes. Like, yeah. they, they were can't misses. Um, uh, a lot of the Snoop stuff that he came out with. I think Dr. Dre, West Coast Rap, I think they did a great job of picking their singles and knowing what was going to hit. Yeah. Everything else was kind of like filler. Um, I think they're probably, mm, I feel like some of the older songs, I think R&B probably has a little more B-side classics. I think hip hop kind of is what it is. I don't yeah. think they really have a lot of yeah. nice B-side class. I think R&B is a B-side classic genre they gave us albums they gave us more like holistic full robust bodies of work i would agree with that um okay so yeah y'all know every week sometimes we don't do nothing too deep we're not looking for all the revelation but sometimes we just want to explore and have some fun that's what this week was we wanted to be light yeah um just have some fun so thank y'all for sticking around with us um brian you want to do black man self-care or or is the the depth of our music choices our self-care i'm okay with that I'm okay with that. We're gonna to listen to music to all day tomorrow. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna be stuck. after that. 
And then your birthday on Friday, um, it's going to be a musical day. I don't know what you're going to listen to. Are you going to be in town? Yeah, well, I'm, I, I fly back in Friday morning, so yeah, I'll be in town. Oh, so you're going to have sex that evening? Uh, probably, yeah. For sure. I mean, I've been out of town oh, okay. for a week, so I, yeah, my dick yeah, will be. Yeah, black man self-care, music and sex. You know, black man yeah. self-care. Mm, what did BJ Chicago's kids say? Sex, money, sneakers. Airplanes. Yeah. Good reefer. You don't Good need reefer. reefer. <laughs> Good music. That's a great song. Sex, money, airplanes. B-side yeah. classic. B-side classic. Good, good, good people. Oh, Ooh, don't give me stuff. That's, a, that's all I know. Oh, everybody that might, that perfect. Be, Ooh, yeah, everybody go out there and yeah. listen to uh, uh, BJ Chicago Kid, Sex, what Money, Sneakers. Oh, worth it. All right, so let's go on over to uh, P.O. Box then. And let's uh, see all right, let's do it. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. All right, good people, we are at the post office box, and Rodney Jenkins has delivered our letter on time as usual. Um, but before we get into it, you too, we want to let you know that you too can um, have your letter read out loud in the Jigsaw podcast by writing into askthejigsaw at gmail.com. That is A-S-K, the jigsaw at gmail.com. We will possibly read your letter aloud, give you a pseudonym, and we respect your privacy and your pronouns, and give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So, with that being said, understood accepted brian who do we have and what do they want uh pronouns he him we do respect pronouns so yeah he he him so give me a a name for uh he him yeah hmm. let's do a little memphis legend curtis gibbons curtis gibbons <laughs> yep. what is the the background of curtis party promoter DJ, okay. all that kind of stuff. Local yep. shout out. Yep, local okay, shout out. Curtis Gibbons. Curtis writes, what's up, brothers? I'm a 30-year-old man, and I still have a roommate. My friendship is solid, and I, we have not had any problems. However, our lease is coming to an end, and I don't think I want to stay with him anymore. Okay. We don't have any beef, but I have nothing. In, I, we don't have any beef, but I have not anything to call my own my entire I haven't had anything to call my own my entire life. I'm tripping. Um, I just want a home that's only mine and not having to share my space with anyone. My dilemma is that I know I cannot afford a space by myself, a place by myself. So I go off on my own. It will put him in a bad situation. I'm going back to read that because I reread I read that wrong. My dilemma is that I know that he cannot afford a space by himself. So if I go off on my own, it will put him in a real bad situation. What do I do here? Do I go off and pursue what I need, to, or do I stick it out and be a good friend? Shout Thanks, out. Curtis Givens. This is easy. Y'all thirty, move out. Um, right, bye. That's it. The only like it depends on the especially depends on the depth of relationship. So let's just say it was me and Brian, right. mm-hmm. and Brian was the friend that I was leaving behind. If that's right. the case, I would go to my leasing office and talk about what a six month extension looks like, and mm-hmm. I would let him know that you got six months, right? And like, and, and that would be the courtesy. Um, and if the only way, I feel like the earlier you could have told him, the better, just so you can right. give them per- time. But like sometimes those people, and I don't know how your friend is, it really don't matter how much time you give them, they will likely 
not be ready to move out on their own mm-hmm. because you know that's you know they probably got to find a new job and all this other kind of stuff so you can't hold back your future and what you want for yourself your own peace um because someone else isn't necessarily ready to do that right. yet so Mm-hmm. That's my advice, Brian. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, at this point, yeah, you are a full-grown adult. I think in some, I think it's one of the regrets I had in life. I've, I've never, never had been my able own to live space. Alone. Yes, never <laughs> have my own space. Um, and I think it sucks because now that I'm married, like I would, and I have a child, I will probably never have my own space. Right, and I've never experienced having my own space. Um, so that is one thing I kind of wish I would have had is the ability to be my own space, come home, be myself, live by myself, and have to talk to nobody. Um, I, and granted, I, I enjoy my, you know, my people, uh, and I have created spaces within my home. But with that being said, I think, uh, I think it'd be a great thing to do to have your own space. Um, your friend will have to sink or swim at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, like Josh, and I probably if you if you if you are just thinking about this, think about the six months because you know if you want to be a good friend, what is six more months? It, it, will it inconvenience you? Do you already have the new place set up? Like, it depends on what that looks like. Um, but yeah, get your own spot, man. I think you really enjoy to bring yourself peace. And then also, I think you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do. Uh, we kind of had the conversation about the person who got caught beating his meat on the couch. You won't ever have to deal with that situation. Um, you can walk around naked. all about that letter. <laughs> Listen, you can have sleepovers. Y'all can do things all over the house. Um, you can literally just be you, be your own space. You can clean it when you want to clean up. You can do whatever you want to do. I think having your own space is an amazing opportunity. So I, did, I believe you should go ahead and do that, especially if you can afford it in 2022. Um, that's it though. So Curtis, I do appreciate you and all that you have done. Thanks for reaching out to us. And again, like Josh said earlier, feel free. If you have anything, go to ask the jigsaw at Gmail. Is ask the jigsaw podcast or ask the jigsaw? Ask the jigsaw. Ask the jigsaw. Ask the jigsaw um at gmail.com. Let us know. And I think that is it. We'll go to greater conversation that we're doing. Let's do it. I got something real quick. Okay. Let's do it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we're here to greater conversation where we get some things off of our chest. I say it all the time that tomorrow's not promised. Cuss them folks out this day. Choose you this day. Who's going to cuss out? Uh, greater conversation, Joshua. Who do you have an issue with, or you want to get off your chest? I just real quick. So it's my birthday Friday, and I'm not mm-hmm. a big birthday celebration mm-hmm. person, but I do appreciate all the love and stuff that people, you know, show happy birthday. Give you shout outs, all that kind of stuff. If you choose to do that, um, just wish me a happy birthday. It's not my G day. It's not my um happy game day. day. All all that other stuff. I, I don't even know what a G day means. Just tell me <laughs> happy birthday. You're not too masculine to say happy birthday. Uh, it's not gonna damage your manhood. Your masculinity won't be in question at all. If you just say, "Hey, bro, happy birthday." Like, that's it. That's all I want. Because I am not going to say thank you to a happy G-Day. I'm not going <laughs> to say happy, you know, thank you to a happy, what any other your hood colloquialisms, right? And I am all for the black community doing whatever they want to do. But I have a choice to not wanting to be celebrated in that way. Don't wish mm-hmm. me a happy G-Day. Don't do it. It's just happy birthday, Josh. Happy birthday, Joshua. That's and all. you want to start off start the post, but what can I say about this one here? That kind of stuff. No? You can. 
As long as it ends with just happy, normal happy birthday. <laughs> normal happy birthday. It's a real normal nigga day. Year. Happy, happy, like, oh, no! Happy birthday! What, mm-hmm. when, what happened to that? Right. That happened. That's all. That's, that's I told right. you it was quick. That's all. That's all I got. Real, real nigga day. Yeah. I mean, it is real nigga holiday, but just tell me happy mm-hmm. birthday. Anyway, right. um, I felt like I had something, but I forgot what it was. Oh um, are you starting to lose your mind? Uh, I feel like it. I feel like it was somebody that did something that was just dumb, and I wanted to say something. Um, well, but maybe I'll remember it mind? next week, and then I'll probably say it next week. Okay. Um. Well. Yeah. With that being said, understood and accepted, this has been another episode of the GXR Podcast. As always, we want to thank you so much for tuning in and joining us and supporting the work that we do. Um, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all so much. And, you know, you didn't have to stick around and stay as long as you have done it, but you did it anyway. So we are extremely grateful and we do not want to take that lightly. Brian, anything that you have to tell the people before we log up off this time? Uh, listen, we appreciate you guys. As always, we will be great without you, but we're greater with you. Um, uh, if you want to follow us, follow us on all the different platforms, what have you, uh, our shows on every podcast platform, follow Josh and I'm Josh Rogers, me, I am Brian Hare, the Jigsaw podcast, the website, the Jigsaw podcast.com. Um, we have something coming up soon that we are super excited about. So please check out, um, that we are going to do something great, 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 great. Um, so tell your friends, your family members that your favorite Neighborhood Casa Negros are going to um, be putting something on and putting something out for you all. So looking forward to that. Uh, I think I may have missed something, but that's that's it. Uh, Josh, before we leave, let the people know what they need to do. Keep doing what you can, while you can, the very best ways that you can. But in all you're doing, please do not call what you uh, with your work. Oh my God. My work is sound like it's undone now. Please don't get caught with the work undone. Bye, y'all. Shonda. Oh.